0: Welcome back, New Jersey football fans, to my Hats Off podcast. It's Mark Tribble here on Sunday morning with Rod Self. We got our red hats with a white P on it today. Of course, a big, big day uh, for Philadelphia fans. A great day, but hey, hopefully that rain, uh, if there is any, stays away. And Zach Wheeler can do what Zach Wheeler does incredible game last night. We're going to talk about that in a second. We've got a lot for you this show. Obviously, the playoff seedings came out. Um, We've got a lot of intriguing matchups in the first round, the second round. These brackets as a whole, we'll be spending time talking about that today. We'll be talking about it, of course, on Wednesday night, the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show. Uh, We have waited forever for a true state champion, and now we are Uh, I don't know, a month and a half away from one, I think it is. We see a lot of guys in the comments that are usually here. Derek, tough loss yesterday for the herd, but hey, you guys are right there in group one. Matt Best, I know you are interested in this Cedar Creek, Timber Creek game. We'll touch on that matchup. That's an intriguing one. Bear, my guy, good morning. Glad to see you in here. And Hector Hudson Catholic, big win yesterday. Um, congratulations on that. I know our Dwayne, our guy, is not going to be in the chat live. He's going to watch it on replay. He's driving back from uh, watching Trinity uh, Episcopal in Virginia beat their rival St. Christopher's 42-7. to He's on a football weekend down in, down in Virginia, which I cannot be mad about that. How are you this morning, Rob?
1: I'm doing good. I feel great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel great. Me too. It's It's hard to complain right now. Uh, last week at this time, we were talking with my buddy Justin Tinsley at ESPN about, he was trash talking us a little bit about the Cowboys and haven't heard much from Justin this week. I don't know why, but um, birds are on a bye. Mm-hmm. Everything is laid out perfectly, right? The birds are on a buy this week. It just so happens to be clinching day at Citizens Bank Park
1: prediction day
0: prediction projections
1: i mean last night was kind (laughs) of like the bcs you know we all got a preview of what the rankings were who would who would match up versus who yeah um that was pretty cool last night that was an awesome thing i was tweeting out and uh not tweeting out but uh sending them out on instagram and facebook just to get everybody juices flowing man great time of year
0: it is great um Seneca finished an undefeated regular season. Uh, Coach Bill Fisher, friend of the program, friend of ours, is going to hop on here in the second segment. We're going to call him and and get his thoughts on the Golden Eagles who, uh, you know, when you look at these brackets, you look at these groups, a lot of this stuff back before Battle of the Beach, we could probably give you a rough estimate of some of these top teams. And I will tell you, nobody. Uh, had Seneca being a top seed in that group three, and, and they are there undefeated. Braden Davis had a great year. But we'll talk with Coach Fish about that. Um, first, I want to mention, and I know this is a football show, but the Phillies last night. <laughs> um, unbelievable resolve. They're down 4 to nothing in the first inning. They make it 4-3 in the bottom of the inning. You know, timely hits. Mm -hmm. They claw their way back. It's four to four. And, of course, Juan Soto makes it six four. He sends one of the cheap seats. And again, then you think, ah, well, there's no way they can come back again. Reese Hoskins, second homer of the game, ties it up. He came through in a huge way. Good for him. Um, And Harper... Look, Harper gets a, gets an RBI double with Real Muto running on the pitch. Now it's, at that point, I guess it's 7-6. to six. But the play that summed it up to me, and the picture that will always sum it up to me that game, was the next batter. Cassianos hits a, a dribbler up the middle that hits the second base and jumps over Jake Cronin, wears a glove, mm-hmm. out into the outfield to – and and Harper comes around scores make it 8-6 and the face Jake Cronenworth made laying in the outfield or uh, in the deep infield looking for that ball like you got to be kidding me <laughs> they they these guys just can't it's just a picture set a 1000 words his face was like what how is this happening these guys are just making the breaks the breaks are going their way they got the mojo and then of course we had another Schwar bomb, yes, sir. And then we had JT going deep.
1: How about a leadoff, though? Whew. You know, you get a you 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 are down. I think that was the game. To yeah. to be honest, yeah. I, I looked at um I was watching the game with my wife while my kid kids were watching. Riley, she was watching. Raylan was jumping around on all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Daddy's the jungle gym, but right. trying to watch the game. <laughs> and once he comes up, man, and he hits that home run. I looked to my wife and I said, it's over.
0: it's over. And she was
1: like, but they're down 4-1. I'm like, it's over. They, they, the bats were alive last night. They got it back. I was a little nervous after, I don't even want to say the guy's name, giving up four runs yeah. in the first. Yeah, it's rough. He got the quick hook. It's,
0: not, it's never good. It's like he was on the Apollo. Get when you're, when you're in a big spot – And your last name's Falter. That's not a good (laughs) sign. But, hey, look, this is what stands out to me every time I watch these Phillies in this postseason run. Mm -hmm. And even uh, a couple years ago in the COVID year, last year as well, uh, even coming short. What people uh, have to realize is that Bryce Harper is so good – and he is absolutely the superstar that this city wanted, always mm-hmm. wants, or any city would want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the superstar the franchise needed. He delivers when he, he plays. When he's hurt, he he's he is doing everything possible. And if you go back and think about athletes at their peak, superstar wise, this city has seen a lot of great ones. Baseball, Mike Schmidt. You know, they had Utley, Rollins, Howard, Hamels. All those guys mm-hmm. were, were top players that if they were on another team, they would have been the main guy selling tickets.
1: Four aces days.
0: Uh, even this team, you know, mm-hmm. you got players like Schwarber and, and Real Muto who on some smaller market teams, or not even smaller markets, someplace might be the best, might be the guy. Right. right? But Bryce Harper is the guy and – all those superstars over the years, at their peak, hey, man, you're talking about he's right up there in the city. He comes in here, decides, I want to play for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Now, he he made some money too. But he's, there was a lot of people opening up the wallet for Bryce. He said, I want to play here. He came here. The team was pedestrian. Now look at him. And look at him, man. He's batting, what, 400 in the playoffs? Yeah. He's getting extra base hits. He shattered his thumb earlier this season. He can't play to field. He's got had an elbow problem. Still, he goes out there. He's the best player. Every time he's up to bat, you think, these other guys, yeah, they're, they're capable. And last night they showed it. They can knock it out of the park. They can hit extra base hits. But you know when Bryce is up, something good is probably going to happen. He's been incredible, Ron.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Bryce Harper for me is when he got hurt and they went on that little run, mm-hmm. everybody was saying, is he going to come back? Is he going to mess up the vibes in the locker room and all of that? And that part, he was able to come back, still gel together, and you can see he's the leader of that team, yes. right, through emotions, uh, the things he says. I mean, listen, it doesn't go past me that he you know, knew how exactly how many games that they had left to get to the world series yeah to win it like he he came out and said it the last series so that was really really cool and then you watch how he's playing and, and where he's hitting the ball ball placement things like that it's just absolutely unbelievable everybody feeds off of him yeah right so just to see that and and you know, we go. I go back to the four aces days when they had Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, and all that. Jimmy Rollins was the leader of that team, and yeah. like him, him, or Chase Utley, whichever mm-hmm. one you want to think was. But our big bat, our big quote unquote superstar, was Ryan Howard. But he wasn't. He wasn't really that vocal and that much of a leader. Right. So I think that's the biggest difference. Is that you know our our guy that talks, our guy that bats, our guy that leads, is out in the front, and he's actually doing it. It's just, it's just a little different right now coming from him.
0: It is. And it's also a lot of these guys came up through the organization. Um, yeah, there you go, Greg Mack. I love that. that he adap- Adapts that Jay-Z line. I love it. You're the man, Greg Mack. Um, but Bryce Harper chose to come here. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. And to do that and put yourself in that position, first off, that's not an easy position to put yourself in. Right. I want to go there and be the franchise face, meaning if things don't go well, they're sending the booze extra hard towards you, and he's always owned the responsibility. Mm -hmm. He's become a part of uh, the community, knows what the city is about. He embraces that. It's just hard to, to, for me to figure out how this run has happened. And I think sometimes it's more enjoyable to see a team get that mojo and that magic in the postseason, especially in baseball, than it is to have that team that just dominates everybody all year. It's a different phenomena. And the Phillies uh, – and Chris is right. He, he, Harper did say, this is my house the expletive in there, and yeah, it is. It, it, and every it was... time he gets a big hit, he's saying, <laughs> Phillies, right here. Um, just an incredible game. That if you watch that game, you will not forget it, and if you missed it, and you're a Phillies fan, you will never forget that you missed it.
1: Got something. Ring the bell. Yeah.
0: Ring the bell. <laughs> Ring that uh, I'm not sure what first pitch is today. I think it's 1.30. Well, that's what it said, but then behind the plate it said 2.30 last night. I think Fox is setting these things up and saying one thirty, and it's mm-hmm. not the actual start time. That's what time they want you to watch. Yeah. But I don't know. The park was jacked last night. Oh, it was jacked. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, one thing I want – I'm going to put this out here before we go to break, and, and we're going to bring on Fish here in a second. Everybody is, uh, I'm sure, frustrated and tired as sports fans when all these games that have these major ratings and a lot of people tune in have these. They're just nothing but political ads. It's annoying and.
1: Can can, can I say something? Yeah, please do. It's the that political ad. I don't know who. I think it's Louisiana. That political ad is wow. When he says, "What does he say?" Um, the next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead or something. To that, I don't hey, know. that one is they're, wild. They're all terrible. <laughs>
0: Come on, man, they're all terrible. That is bad. Um, but I would, look, I would look at it this way. This is my question to the. Uh, this is my question to the fans out there. If you could run a political ad on any topic, not a person, but on a topic that you want everybody to know the very worst about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want people to watch that ad and say, <laughs> we gotta stop this. What would that topic be? What, so what is your ultimate pet peeve other people just don't really see? You need to make it make it public. What would your political ad be about? <laughs> Doesn't have to be sports related, nothing like that. I, I, I was saying before, I don't know exactly what mine would be, but one of them would be when there's construction slash the sledgehammer comes out on the concrete before eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> okay. eight o'clock is start time okay? eight eight o'clock not seven eight o'clock <laughs> seven o'clock everybody works from home now man like eight o'clock <laughs> <Mark>. sledgehammers <laughs> yeah i don't know, I care if you're out there prepping right. having a chat a coffee um, yeah, I would say John Smoltz. Yeah, he seems a little bit biased towards the Phillies. That's another political ad. Yeah, I think football my, officiating. We can't say that, Matt. I mean, we can't. We can't. We cannot say that's, that. That's that's you know, come on. Get we it. do need. We do need help. We always need help. So everybody, to sign up. I always say that. But.
1: I think. I think mine would be uh, a, polit- a political ad about common sense. Common sense is not so common. No, like. It's not. I literally <laughs> post fl- the. I'm gonna give you an example. I post a flyer that has the address, start time, who's home, who's away, mm-hmm. and then I get in the comments, "What time is the game?" <laughs> it's like, like dude, dude, like just read the flyer. Like it's just common sense. You post the flyer. They don't. They don't use any common sense when it comes to that. And um I just have a bad thing with uh, just the obvious and someone asking me Well yeah the obvious answer. Like right, that, that right happens
0: there. that happens so often.
1: <laughs> That's my ad.
0: Sometimes this is a little bit less and now I'm used to it, but in the beginning I wasn't, is when I'm at a game or, or have a, a picture and I say like, here we are at the game of the week, you know, delsey St. Joe. And immediately someone comments on it. Is there a stream? Well, I don't know. I'm at the game. I mean, what am I? I'm not watching a stream. I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere, but I don't have the link handy. I'm at the game. Right. But um, with the way the streaming is now, and Rod, you know, um, with more and more streams, I've, I've become used to that. I do kind of know in advance where to go to watch, but uh, that's always a funny one, too. Um, okay. We talked about the Phillies. We're going to bring on Coach... Bill Fisher after break, coach of Seneca, the undefeated regular season, the Golden Eagles. Sit tight, we'll be back, and we will review all the playoff brackets at a high level here at the end of the show as well. So sit tight, we'll be right back with my Hats Off podcast. Welcome back, welcome back to my Hats Off podcast, brought to you by the South Jersey Elite Realty Group. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show, as always. Um, One of the surprises this season, for for those of us who, who weren't exactly sure who, which team was going to step up outside of our usual suspects is Seneca, the Golden Eagles, finished the regular season undefeated with a big win over Northern Burlington last weekend. We are joined by Seneca coach Bill Fisher to talk about his Golden Eagles. Coach, congratulations on the undefeated regular season.
2: Thanks, Mark, man. It's been a, it's been a great year, man. Loving it.
0: I know you lost your voice a little bit from the game on Friday, and, and I know you had an occasion to go to. And I believe, are you going to the Phil's today, or did you go last night?
2: No, I'm going today. So we'll see uh, what kind of voice I have tomorrow.
0: Hopefully you have none. Uh, hopefully have zero <laughs> voice. Um, yes, yeah. Fish, I got to say, this team has been remarkable for you. And uh, what's it like being a part of of this run i'm sure that the school is excited the kids are excited what what's it all been like
2: yeah you know when i came out here and uh you know when the school first opened in 2003 we had that great season in 06 and i never saw a community and a school back a program like that and it was amazing and uh you know we haven't had seasons like that we've had a couple good seasons through the year but what we've had this season it's like it's it's all it's it's, it's working all over again. Like the community, I can't go anywhere without somebody talking about our football team. And, you know, it's a special place. You know, when you have your cheerleaders every Friday lined up outside and we have drum line and, you know, we have our bird's nest. It's just absolutely packed. Uh, It's been great. I've been loving it.
0: Coach, what can you say about the play of Braden Davis? I know he's one of your heart and soul (laughs) leaders here.
2: Yeah, he's a, you know, we knew he was good. Like, he's just a great athlete. He's a very good baseball player. If he played basketball, he'd be one of our better basketball players uh, also. But he, uh, you know, he just took this year and just took this leadership role and just took his game to a whole other level. And that's and that's with a, a summer that was had a ton of baseball. I mean, he was traveling all around. But when he came and stepped on the football field, it's just like he's a poised, confident Quarterback, and I, you know, and he we knew he could run, but the way he's running the football right now, it
0: he, he's absolutely amazing. Coach, when you look at the team that you have coming up here in Somerville, uh, what can you expect from them?
2: Well, we don't have any film on them. I kind of thought we were going to get Burlington Township, but then I saw a wall you know, could get in with uh, one win. So it was like all of a sudden it's like Somerville. So I went on last night to just look at, uh, you know, anything I could find on them. And, uh, you know, we played them in 2019 and they were awesome. Uh, They don't look like that team, but they're big. They play in a tough conference. They play a lot of group five schools. So I I think it's going to be a battle on Friday night.
0: Fish, you got some commenters in here who are are very pleased for your success. Of course, Daryl Wood, our mutual friend, and and, and <laughs> Coach Cosby as well. Um, what what has it been like this year? It, you know, South Jersey has so many teams. There's so many games going on. But as you as you start to wind through the season and you have that zero on the right side of your record, I'm sure you start to hear from other people who who see the standings and say, oh. You know, I, I got to see what's going on. Fish, what's it been like this year um, kind of embracing the fact that you guys have just continued to win like that?
2: I mean, I just – you know, as a coach, you just love to see your team, you know. So, when you got a football team that took it, you know, you know, took punches right to the face last year, those kids were all sophomores. Braden was a junior. Um you know, when we come into this season and talk, talk to them about, hey, we got a chance to do something really special. And obviously we didn't think this, but you get to see, you know, 60 kids that just every week with that zero. And you talk about, you know, being 1-0 and each week. And then you're like, OK, we're and 5-0. Here we go. Now a chance to be 6-0. and uh, That's been the thing that's been amazing is you just get a group of young men to just you can see them start to believe the, the camaraderie. The, the practices are so much better. Uh, it's just, it's a great thing. It really is. And, you know, to get the 8-0 I mean, and to win that game and see their faces on a Friday night, man, it, it's a special thing as a coach to be able to see your uh, your, your team be like that.
0: Coach, uh, obviously Tim Mack is always on here on Wednesday talking about the yeah. Pennsauken days, but you're a Deptford guy, man. What do you remember most about, about your days at Deptford and, and the glory days there?
2: Well, I, I still say to this day, like, we were the team – they were the team of this decade my senior year, and we played them week one. And, uh, you know, it was Vince McEnany against Joe Corby. And uh, we had them 8-8 eight eight with uh, six seconds left, and and Hicks drops back and throws a Hail Mary to Sean Arline in the back in the end zone. And, you know, we lose 14-8 uh, in that game. And, uh, you know, it, it was a, a great rivalry. You know, I just loved – seeing his dad and like, you know, going being able to go over there and talk uh to to Vince McIntyre he, because he him and Corby, I mean they were legends back then, you know, and that rivalry was huge. Uh Corby did not like to lose to uh Penn Salkin. But um <laughs> yeah, you know, there was those were some great games and that game uh that game's a memory. I you know it's not a good memory, but it, it definitely is one of those games I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, it's funny, Fish, that that memory for for Coach, uh, for Tim Mack, it's probably one of the best of his life, and I'm sure it's it's kind of on the opposite for you in terms of in game action. Um, you know, I, I, my observation, Coach, of of the way you run your program and the way that you, uh, you know, uh, get along with your kids and and represent Seneca, you always have such a positive outlook, Fish. You always have a smile, and and you do the right thing by the kids. Um, where does that come from? Is that something yeah. your, your parents instilled in you or, or did you learn along the way? Or how did you kind of gain that positive approach all the time?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, I got a very supportive family from day one who just absolutely loved football. Uh, I married a great wife who, you know, loves the game also and, and have four great kids that grew up with football with me and. I've embraced that also, and you know, and you have coaches, you know, from Coach Corby deffer to Coach Bunning when I was at Glassboro State, um, that just talked about family all the time. I think you just learn a little bit from everybody, you know, and then as an assistant coach, you go along the way, and you know, I worked at delsey and I worked at Southern and I worked at triton and you just learn little things as you, as you go, you know, and uh, I think it's just a, a, a everything added up to that to me being who I am, you know, and I'd love. I preach family all the time to these kids and, you know, I treat them like a son and I think that just, uh, you know, rubs off on them. So it's the way I was brought up and so that's the way I coach.
0: All right, fish. Well, I'm looking at the schedule. I know here um, um, or your past results this season. The Triton game was close. Okay. I know that was, that one always has extra meaning for you, but (laughs) your defense other than that game has not allowed more than seven points in a game. Um, Give me,
2: Three words to describe this defense. Three words. Uh, well, definitely relentless. Um, no quit. I guess, is that
0: three? Yeah, we'll <laughs> but, hyphenate it. Relentless, no well, uh, quit. Yeah. What's
2: the third one? Uh, they love football. They love. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, they, they believe in each other. We have a great defensive coordinator Anthony DiUrio, and Anthony uh, Diorio And, you know, they just, they, they run after the football, like, you know, it's one thing we preach, you know, you got to run and uh, they're smart kids and they're in the right spots all the time. And, you know, again, you, you see that confidence, right? So you get a game where you only let up seven and the next game, you only let up seven and you just see that side of the football, just gain in confidence. So uh, yeah, they're just a relentless group of uh, football players on that side.
0: Well, coach best of luck today. First off, you know, make sure the Phillies win. Do not leave with any voice today. What's your score prediction?
2: Uh, I'm hoping it was the score of last night. That game was so much fun to watch. But, you know, I think we were there. I'll take a 4-2 Phillies win today.
0: All right. Fish, congratulations on the regular season. Best of luck in Central Jersey, Group 3. Hopefully we'll be seeing – no, I'll see you Tuesday at the Unsung Hero Banquet, the Touchdown Club. Thank you again uh, for always supporting. And enjoy yourself. Go Phil's. Congratulations on the regular season.
2: Thank you, Mark. Thank you.
0: That's Coach Fisher of Seneca, great guy. Yeah. Great, great guy. You know, just one, of the, one guy in South Jersey, uh, you, you never hear anything negative about from anybody. You know, it's just it's fish is fish. Um, glad that he could join us. His team is the top seed in Central Jersey Group 3. Let's take a quick break and come back and talk about these brackets, top to bottom, uh, in terms of the public schools. We'll start in South 1, and we'll work our way all the way to Central 5. we got a lot to uh, give a brief overview here. We'll go a little bit more in depth on Wednesday night. But hang tight. We'll be back right after this, my Hats Off podcast. Joe McColgan, Nick Strom, and John Darty have been part of a lot of wins in South Jersey football. They won on the field. Let them win for you in the game of real estate. With over $200 million in real estate transactions between the three of them and over 30 years of real estate experience, they're servicing anywhere in South Jersey from the Philadelphia Bridges all the way to the Cape May Lighthouse with one of South Jersey's fastest growing teams, $29.5 million alone in real estate sales in 2021 and 22, first-time home buyers, seller consultations, relocations rentals, downsizing, or if you're not quite sure how to get started in the process of real estate, give them a call for a free consultation at 609-314-9862. That's South Jersey Elite. They won on the field. Let them win for you in the game of real estate. Welcome back, New Jersey football fans. As we said, this is the first year that we're going to have state champions. We've mentioned it a lot of times, and we're excited. Now, remember, the week before Turkey Day is the state semifinals. Those are all, all the public schools. Those will all be held at Cherokee for the South Jersey schools, um, or South and Central brackets. I'm sorry. I say South Jersey, but it's really South and Central. Here we go, guys. Group one. South Jersey won. The top seed is Woodbury. They're going to host Pensgrove. Uh, They beat Pensgrove earlier in the year. They beat them last year in the playoffs. That should be a good one. Uh, In terms of we got Shore against Manville is the 5-4 matchup. Maple Shade is the 3 against South Hunterdon. And Pittman is the 7. They play Asbury Park. That's South 1. And Central 1, Woodstown's the 1, they'll host Shalick. Paulsboro's the 4, they'll host Audubon. Oakcrest is in group two. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong one. Glassboro is the three. They will host Keyport, the six. And Salem is the two. They will host Florence, the seven. Obviously, the underlying question here, Rod, is uh, what has Salem recaptured uh, beating Woodbury, upsetting them yesterday, 22 to 21, in Walnut Street. They're the two seed. Woodstown beat them earlier in the year, seven to six. They're the one seed. Paulsburg beat them earlier in the year. Uh, they're the four-seed in that bracket. So, Salem gets out of the bracket with Woodbury. Mm-hmm. They're the two-seed down there. They're going to host Florence. Um, and they're really the team that. it's like a wait-and-see. The offense had struggled. It kind of broke out yesterday in that win. So, mm-hmm. they are the team that won it last year. Um, they won the regional championship game. Of course, there was no state championship, but – that bracket, I mean, right there: Woodstown, Paulsburg, Glassboro, Salem. That's you know that's Central Jersey technically, but that's really South Jersey. Yeah,
1: I think um, you asked the question: what what the Salem recapture?
0: Offensively,
1: um, I kind of think that they just needed a break. Yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, we see a lot of teams that win championships and and. That following year, they come back, they get rolling, or they may start off a little slow. I just think they needed just to, to push the reset button, rethink some things, um, offensively look at what some things that they may have been doing that they've been able to get away with in the past that are just not working right now. I think that, that they hit that reset button. I think it was a good reset for them to get a big win at the end of the season. Um, First one of your rivals yeah. in Woodbury. I mean, that's a huge win for them. And going into the playoffs, now you can look at it and say, "Hey, we we didn't beat the one seed. Now we can just do what we need to do to get there." But that, I think, that was the biggest thing—just hitting that reset button.
0: I mean, if the if the seeds hold true to have the, those four—Woodstown, Paulsboro, Glassboro, and Salem—as the semifinals in that <laughs> oh, Central massive. one, that would nice. be that would make for uh, massive, quite a weekend yep. for. Uh, group one fans, especially since Woodstown plays Friday night, so uh, they beat Paulsburg earlier in the season. That would be rematched. rematch Paulsburg gets there. You know, Audubon is there. They played yesterday. Paulsburg beat Audubon. But, I,
1: hey, I, I just saw something that, that showed that they may play each other in the first round. They again. are playing yeah. each other in the first round. Okay, I didn't know if it, yeah. it, it adjusted again, but, yeah.
0: And that, um, you know, I know Chris Baker was there yesterday. He also saw Pittman uh, get into the playoffs. Friday beat Pennsville win the first division title since the since the 40s I think uh, good for Pittman they're the seventh seed in that south one bracket they play Asbury and Maple Shade is a team that uh, gave Woodbury all they could handle last year in the, in the playoffs and you know they're they're quietly uh, doing what they need to do you know they they've been there they're the ones that had seven interceptions a couple weeks ago, beating Cinnaminson, uh, knocking them from being undefeated. So that's a team to look out for, the three-seed in South one. In South two, the one-seed is Raritan from the Shore Conference. They'll host eight-seeded Middle Township. The four-seed is Pleasantville. They'll host Johnson, the five-seed. The three-seed is Oak Crest. They'll host Delaware Valley, the six-seed. Two seed is Rums and Fairhaven. They're usually group three or they were last year. And um, they're going to host Monmouth, the seventh seed. In Central 2, Point Borough reached a regional championship last year out of the Shore Conference. They're the one seed. They play Overbrook in the first round, who lost to Deptford yesterday. Um, Willingboro is the four. They host New Providence, the five. Gloucester is the three. They host West Stefford, the sixth. That'll be a really – I think that'll be a really entertaining game. Glosser and West Stefford.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of like that.
0: That's a toughie right there. Uh, and the two-seed is Haddonfield, who hosts Sineminson, the seventh seed. Um, they met in the playoffs a couple years ago. So, you look at this, Haddonfield has been the team that we've all circled from the beginning. And they bounced back last week against Sterling, but had two losses in a row before that. We'll see. Uh, down in the bottom of that bracket between Glosser, Haddonfield, and West Stefford, there's some really, really tough teams. West Stefford keeps coming on. Like Bear said, he, he called them out. They, they beat Heights last week uh, in a big, big game for playoffs. And the week before, they shut out Salem 6-0. They have a great kicker. Not a lot of teams could say that. West Stefford and group two, this is, you know, we we expect these monster teams from West effort all the time because of the precedent Clive Folsom uh, always had, you know, they went in the playoffs 9-0 and or 10-0 and or 9-1. and This team playing a, a tougher schedule than that, which I think Clyde used to have to play, um, really, like we have mentioned, Rod, they lost to Paulsboro close. They lost to Woodbury by a touchdown. They lost to Haddonfield by a touchdown. They ended up beating Salem, uh, beating Heights. Um, they played tight with Camden for half, right? They lost mm-hmm. by 23. but it, So that, you know, West Effort is a team that this is – you think about the Phillies sneaking in the playoffs, right, getting hot. West Effort's a team they know uh, they could play with anybody and they could potentially uh, see their, their arch-rival Haddonfield there in the second round. But Gloucester is no slouch. Uh, that's a 6-3 matchup at Central, 2 That That'll be a good game. All right, South 3. delsey the one seed. I saw them on Friday night. Wayne Adair wore the hat, the running back. He had uh, uh, not a lot of carries, but a lot of yards. I think he went 14 for 171 and two touchdowns, including the 20 yarder that won the game. When uh, Reem, my guy Reem, is back, he says, Willingboro is two teams to worry about. Willingboro is the team to worry about. They're going to roll. Reem, I'm glad to see you in here, man. We miss you. Um, Rod Delsey won that game. They had four turnovers. They were they had special teams miscues, mistakes. Um, uh, they again. Uh, actually, let me let me reverse it and put it this way. If you took ninety nine percent of the teams uh, that we see and played them against St. Joe said so they'd be minus four in turner for differential. They'd have all these penalties. They'd have all these miscues. What would the final score be? It wouldn't it wouldn't be close. And Delsey right. won anyway. Right. Uh they they just find a way and they are so unforgiving with that run game. I mean they they can do it, you know, it's been shoppy, shoppy, shoppy has been the guy who gets the headlines, and rightfully so. He's a tremendous player. We even said on Wednesday, he's in player of the year talk. But Wayne Adair had some monster plays in that game. Some monster plays in that game. So, him, him stepping up, and that's that reality check type of game. They still win 33-27. to uh, St. Joe, I still – my hat's still off to them. I mean, to, they, this is their homecoming game. It was at Rowan because they don't have a field. Uh, we had Trevin Delgazzo on the show last week. If you missed that, go back and listen as he talked about kind of how much this season means to them as it's Paul Sacco's final season uh, as a head coach at St. Joe. So I was impressed with the way they kept coming. You know, they're up 14 nothing. You think, here, oh, here we go. Next thing you know, they're down 15-14. They come back. They're up 24-15. It wasn't like – it was a little bit like the Phillies game, actually, Rod. Went back and forth <laughs> and back and forth and back and forth again. And uh, a team in red and white won. It just happened to be Delsey that time. Uh, so that was that was a really good game. They're the one see Delsey in South Jersey Group 3. Before you yeah.
1: finish uh, running off the list of names, yeah, I just want to say this is probably the, the hardest – Group in in the South Central.
0: The threes, it,
1: the three, it's loaded. Yeah. I mean, you just started with Delcy. I mean, but you you have about three or four more powerhouses that you haven't even got to. But go ahead.
0: That's right. Delcy will host uh, Coach Fisher's alma mater in Deptford. The first round, they're the eight seed. Camden East Side's got quite a hike. They go up to South Plainfield. I think it's an hour and a half mm-hmm. ride, which in New Jersey is pretty far. For a game, I remember when I worked in Virginia, we had a game where um, or or the way things were slated uh, and kind of the way the regions were cut out due to populations, there was potential you would have to play um, Danville, which is on the line of Virginia, North Carolina in the first round of playoffs. That would be probably a five-hour ride Mm -hmm. by car, not bus. Um, and you could potentially play them in sports where you play on a Tuesday. Right. You have to go five hours. That's like a whole day. Um, But nonetheless, an hour and a half is a long way in New Jersey, especially dealing with the traffic. That is what Cam Neesai will have to do against South Plainfield. They are the five. South Plainfield's the four. Hopewell Valley is the three. They are hosting – who is that?
1: uh, Manawan.
0: Madawan, okay. Yeah. Can't read my own handwriting. This is not the first time this has happened. The two seed is Ocean Township, alma mater of one Kenny Pickett. They are hosting Burlington Township, the seven seed.
1: And we got to say that most most of these seeds are pretty much set. They're they're. I'm made- going
0: by what Gridiron tweeted out, and Gridiron yeah. is connected with the NJSIA yeah. now, so. And there were even some adjustments. I think
1: late last night it was a couple adjustments, but this right here is it's it's pretty much spot on. It may be a, a movement or two, but yeah, the this this is.
0: Ocean, I'm taking it as official. And
1: Ocean Township is an undefeated team as well. It's a loaded This is a loaded group, man.
0: As always, I mean we've expanded in terms of looking around the state more so. But when we bring this thing back down for these sectionals. Again, we're looking at matchups to see how South Jersey fares outside of the West Jersey right. League: Ocean Township, Burlington Township, Camden Eastside, South Plainfield, Willingboro, New Providence, um, you know, Maple Shade, South Hunterdon, um, you know, it's that's what we're looking at mm-hmm. as the games of. We want to see how many teams we can push through. We've done an excellent job of that yeah. in the last few years, and that's how the West Jersey League measures itself um, in terms of perception. I don't think the league itself, but the coaches within it, the teams within it, take a lot of pride in the public school football right. here. Um, Central Group 3 Seneca's the one seed. If you missed our interview with Coach Bill Fisher on their undefeated season, you can rewind it. Uh, I was in our second segment. Go back and listen. Fish is... Having quite a weekend, man. He's the one seed, they will host Somerville to eight. Four seed Highland lost RV last week in a, another crazy back and forth game. Highland's a four seed, they'll host Manisquan out now. The shore conference, a five seed. Timber Creek and Cedar Creek, the Creek Bowl. Timber Creek's a three, Cedar Creek's a six, and then Camden High, number two, against mm-hmm. Nottingham, number seven. So, like you said, Rod, I mean, some really, really good teams.
1: That 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 Timber Creek, Cedar Creek game, mm-hmm. that may be the sneaky game of the of that bracket because, you know, we're looking at Cedar Creek like they've lost a couple games and they're not as good as they were last year. But I'll tell you what, they played some teams tough. They played Salem tough. They played um, Camden Eastside tough. And they 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 were in a back and forth, um, a really good game with St. Joe's. So I know Cedar Creek's schedule and their record may be a little bit um, a little bit down this year based on what they were able to do the last couple of years. But I would not sleepwalk into that game. I think Tim, Timber Creek, um, their offense can definitely uh, put some points up. We've seen that this year. But that defense has to. They have to bring it with that defense. That that may be the sneaky uh, sneaky game this year. This this uh, this year in the playoffs.
0: Well, I think both teams have players that are, you know, if you take the records out of it and you right. just look at them on out there on the field. I mean, you talk about Coleman, Frazier, and uh, Aileen Parks, and and some of these guys. I mean, they've Benjamin, got game yep. breaker players. And that, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of um, you, know, you look at Cedar Creek; they're six seed. I don't think there's a lot of six seeds that have Got guys it. who are capable the way they are. But it, also, Rod, if you mm-hmm. if you think about this, it's uh, I don't I don't know if. We always, whoever we're talking about, we just say Creek when we're talking about them.
1: Battle of the Creek.
0: Like Creek versus Oakcrest. Well, we know we're not talking about Timber Creek. <laughs> or Creek versus Highland. Well, we know we're not talking about Cedar Creek. Right. So this would be the battle for the Creek. Um, whoever wins, I think, will officially be Creek.
1: At, at least for for a while until they play each other.
0: Yeah, until they play again, and then whoever wins it then, we'll yeah, call it, them Creek. The
1: official Creek Bowl
0: just as long as you don't call it crick
1: <laughs> i hate
0: that yeah Yeah. that might be your political ad <laughs> this
1: is kind of like when uh remember a couple years ago uh paulsboro oh and God, wood yeah. uh it's still going it was on the now. battle of the boroughs right still whoever going won on. got to call you know they were the real borough so we we're doing that again with the creeks so whoever wins is the official creek if you don't win, sorry, we can't call you Creek
0: anymore, all right? You cannot. <laughs> we cannot call you Creek anymore. James Moton, I got your text. Happy belated birthday. You are not allowed on the show right now. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Hope you had a great birthday, man. Happy Thanks birthday. for all you do. Um. All right, that's Central Group 3. South Group 4, 1-seed, Hamilton. Plays Heightstown, 8-seed. 4-seed, Shawnee. Hosts 5-seed, Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Three-seed Jackson, host six-seed Manalapan. Two-seed Millville, host seven-seed Lacey. Um, only one all-West Jersey League matchup in there, and that would be Shawnee and Ocean City. Um, the Renegades, big win over Williamstown. They had that four-game slide, and now they've won two in a row. So the Renegades, as always, they get it uh, primed up for the playoffs. And then you look at Hamilton. Right there. That could be a matchup in the semifinals, either a rematch with their city or a matchup with Shawnee. And they p- used to play every year in the playoffs. it felt in the championship or in the bowl game or something. So a lot of familiarity there. Central Jersey Group 4, the top seed is Middletown South. They'll host Cherry Hill West. Mm-hmm. Four seed Colts Neck hosts Winslow, the five seed. That was a matchup last year in the playoffs. Uh, I think it was the eight and one seed. Winslow rolled in that one, um, a three-seed Mainland, six-seed Moorestown, two-seed Pensauken, seven-seed Long Branch. I, in looking at that Central Four, you know, Mainland-Pensauken would be a mighty interesting matchup. I really like Mainland. I yeah. really do. I mean, that's a team that lost early. They lost that game to Ocean City. But since then, they've been uh, tremendous. You know, I, they didn't play this week. The team they were supposed to play out of the Bronx canceled due to uh, COVID
1: concerns. How, how did I know that was going to happen? <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> they want no parts. They saw Mainland and was like, oh, no, nah, we, we got to tap out. We got COVID this week, coach.
0: <laughs> mainland has <laughs> – Mainland, now, again, it's earlier in the season, but they beat Oak 49 nothing. They beat Atlantic City 56-26. They beat Hamilton 29-14. to uh, Those are their three signature wins. And then, you know, the teams that they played that aren't up to par with them, they handled them. And on any given day, they're going to have one of uh, the best players on the field in Jabril Mace. So mainland's an interesting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pensauken, of course, undefeated regular season. Congratulations to Coach Tab and Code Red. 8-0 also. They get Long Branch. Yep. Um. And and that South Four, I mean Hamilton, Shawnee, we talked about that, but Millville looks like they are ready to go. Millville they took hold? care of Cherokee on Friday night. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks had a big game. The Orange and Blue gang is ready for the postseason, uh, and they got a a championship to defend. So.
1: And I always say, uh, you're not the champion till you. To the champion you falls you yeah
0: like the braves yep yep all right south jersey group five toms river north we saw them at battle of the beach they're the one seat old bridge will play them four seats Marlboro. they will host washington township three seats cherokee they'll host williamstown two seats kingsway they'll host southern kingsway uh was up big after the first quarter against Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit climbed back and beat them in a thriller on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingsway played Cherokee a couple weeks ago, beat them 35-21. Could see him in the second round. Kingsway lost to Williamstown earlier in the season.
1: Could be a rematch. Would see
0: either of them if they win. Could be a rematch. Washington Township, if they were to get by Marlboro. Uh, I think they can. I think so, too. They yeah. would play... Probably Tom's River North. That was the battle yeah. at the beach game. That was a seven-point game.
1: Right. Tom, Tom's River is probably the favorite out of this group. Um, however, I definitely think we have at least two teams that can knock them off, um, get them up out of here. So, um,
0: I he, think. I think. I think you might be right.
1: I, I'm looking at. I'm looking at Kingsway. Um, hmm. And, and that division that that they play, Kingsway, Cherokee, those guys, they played some tough competition this year. Yep. And I think that just helps you in the playoffs. I, I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, talk about the playoffs and your records and all that stuff, but the strength of schedule matters. It does. Like, it matters. So who you play, when you play them, how you look against them, those are all things that kind of prepare you for the playoffs. So – you know, I'm looking at Kingsway, battle tested. They just they just had a dog fight. I mean, think about it. They played delsey they played Spirit, they played Shawnee. I mean, uh, Cherokee. They played Williamstown. I mean, you have all of those teams that are battling week in, week out. I mean, those guys are my favorites in in in, in these groups. I mean, so I think either one of those teams can definitely give Tom's River North a run for their money, and even even Washington Township.
0: Well. Township was right there with them. Right. Um, Now, that was a long time ago. But we figured we might see them again down the road, both those teams. Uh, Don't forget, Kingsway beat Toms River North in the sectional final last year on the Mm -hmm. road. Um, Could be a rematch if the seed's held true. But I like this bracket for Group 5 football. I mean, if your semifinals are Toms River North, Washington Township, Cherokee, Kingsway, and, you know, if Williamstown gets in or Marlboro – Anyway, this is a this is a, a group five bracket. Now at the bottom, we got some interesting matchups. The one seed is Lenape. they'll host Freehold Township. The four seed is Rancocas Valley; they'll host Atlantic City. That's a pretty interesting game, I think, for four or five. Mm-hmm. Three seeds Hillsborough against six seed Edison, and uh, seven seeds Hunter and Central against the two seed North, uh, I think North Brunswick. Not a lot of South Jersey flavor in that Central Jersey Group 5 bracket. Um, Lanape as the one. You remember last year, Lanape was the eight, and they beat uh, Washington Township in the first round in overtime, who was the one. And then um, they held really close to Kingsway. Mm-hmm. I was at that game. That was You were there. That was yep. a close game. And then Kingsway ends up making it to the regional championship. So – you know, I I look at this Rod, and I I would say if you're Lenape, I'm I'm not disparaging anybody, but I think Lenape in this Central Five bracket, they got a good. They're not going to be unhappy with the teams in there, like the teams in that other bracket, and this is kind of the parody of those those conferences and the divisions and you play these games, you never really know how it, it's gonna shake out in the seating. At, at the end. And yeah. now it shakes out in the seating. You got a uh, and I say the same thing about that that group one bracket with Glassboro, Paulsboro, Woodstown Salem. Now you've got an Audubon, you've got kind of like a in in the World Cup they call it, the bracket of death or something. <laughs> like that that's the difference. Like you you're going through and then some of these other ones that, Again, nothing against those teams, but
1: it it looks a, like a favorable uh, bracket. Yeah, it's a little for, more favorable for uh, Lenape. I I would agree. I, I don't think any of those coaches um, or teams would be disrespected by hearing that. I mean, based off of what Lenape's been able to do the last couple of weeks and and who they have been able to beat. I mean, you you beat Millville at the end of the day. De- like they're the yeah. Millville came in as the heavy. Hitter favorite, nobody could figure him out. No yeah. matter what happened, it didn't matter who was hurt, who was out, who. It, none of it mattered when it came to Millville, and somehow, some way, Lenape did it. So, I mean, they 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 chipped the armor, right? And they they won that game. So, I mean, if you're looking at this game going in as Lenape, it's like, look, we we've played the biggest and the baddest all season. They played St. Augustine Prep and, and you know those teams, so they're definitely the the favorite. But I, I have to say, congratulations to uh, to Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. It that is absolutely huge, um and and a big deal that they actually get into the playoffs yeah. because we've known you know Atlantic City that to have really good talent but not make the playoffs. So hats off, congratulations on making it to uh, the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that you know Coach Keenan Wright and company um that is a big deal. And they've got one of the best players in in South Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, electrifying player in in de Brigade Ice Cup. And um you know RV a team that in the beginning of the season we talked a lot about them. Mm-hmm. They hit a little skid and the big win against Highland on uh That was, Friday a, that night. was a shootout. Yeah. Really was so <laughs> it was a shootout. R V is not anywhere near AC, but this would be the acronym bowl, the R V and AC. Mm. Um here's the other thing, Rod. We talk about how the West Jersey League has kind of poster boys over the years. We always mention the Shawnee team that finished two and whatever and went on and won the championship. Mm-hmm. How about Lenape? Uh, Lenape, they're on a two-game skid now. They lost to St. Joe by one in that crazy game, and they lost to St. Augustine by seven last week on the road. Lenape is four and four. Right, they lost four games. They're four to the one. In the one, one the number seat. two overall team in that in that group uh, out of sixteen teams. Right, um, and and that right there, Mark, it, that it shows it, a lot, man. And go- that's justified. I don't think anybody would argue with that, would they?
1: But see, that goes to the whole record thing. Yeah, that that I was talking about earlier is the right, and and I've been saying it all season. You just want to get hot at the right time. A record, it it just get in, and the teams that you're playing, you know, that kind of helps you, and what you're able to do off of that. So, I mean, (laughs) you get. Listen, I don't think anybody would argue with them being number one based on the seeding, right? It's not. A t- I don't care what the record is. is it's not a team in there that has displayed what they've been able to display.
0: First two losses. Zaire Fleming wasn't there, so I think you look more at this team as a as a four and two team, uh, more so because they're a completely different personality with him in the lineup. But mm-hmm. either way, it shows the strength of their schedule. They end up as a two seed, right? Overall, out of sixteen, really the one seed in that bracket, right? Uh, with a four and four record. And, and I think that that's justified. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the records, you can throw them out. You got to get in, but who you're playing matters. Right. We've said it mentality-wise. You look across the field, you see a team that isn't better than the teams in your division. You don't care what your record is compared to theirs. How many – what did 111 wins get the Los Angeles Dodgers?
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: Not a thing. Nothing. Because if you take 111 and – you subtract 110, you would get how many wins the Dodgers had in the playoffs this year. One. <laughs> you also, wow, if you, wow. if you you'd take that same number, <laughs> multiply by one, and you'd get as many tickets as the Dodgers got home to wow. watch the NLCS. One. Wow.
1: you you're shooting it, Mark.
0: <laughs> Political add that thing. Political add that thing right there. But that's the truth, oh, yeah. man. That yeah. is the truth. It, it's not exactly, now you want to, nobody wants to, and Mac always says this it, about that, about that Shawnee team. Nobody wants to go into the playoffs two and five or two and six. You want to win every game. Mm-hmm. But it is about who gets hot at the right time. Um, that's hey, how it goes. in right. football. It's one game.
1: And I'm not discrediting anybody that went undefeated or, you know, has a really good record because that's extremely hard to do. I don't care who you're playing. We all know football, right? Interceptions, punts. It's so much that can happen. And and you're talking about kids that are 15 to 18. Well, 14 to 18. Mm -hmm. So anything can happen in that situation. But um, who you play, your your road to being undefeated or your road to being above 500 or those two or three wins, they matter. I mean, and that's just the 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 whole um thing about it is it it matters. We can't discredit you know, who you play, when you play them, uh the records, the 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 adversity that your your teams go through doing this whole process, man. So can't discredit that either.
0: Yeah, Will Hickson uh brings up a great point that if it's talk about sports reporters dreams, if if Timber Creek were to to get past Cedar Creek in the Creek Bowl and play Camden. Yeah, I mean, Henson oh versus um, Timber Creek would be would sell a ton of tickets and have those streams lit up Let's on Friday say, night. I,
1: I think that one would, would be, I mean, the most hyped game in South Jersey. Yeah. I mean, that would be a complete sellout. And that would be at Camden. So you know it would be a sellout.
0: Well, let's call it what it is. Um, you know, let's let's just call it what it is. And one of the major storylines of this playoffs is Camden High has not won a football championship in, what, since the 70s? Hey, hey, hey. All
1: right. Okay. All right. Seriously. <laughs> nah, you got it. Go ahead. They've been it. in
0: the mix uh, many years. And... Um, They've had a really good run of success here recently. Coach Hinson is there. He has championship pedigree, and uh, championship aspirations. Nothing but you know he 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 wants to go to the top. They've been in the top of South Jersey all year. The time is now, right, for Camden High. That is a that is a major topic of conversation. Finishing, if they finish second, that's not going to be good enough in Camden, and you and I both know that. Uh, uh- I mean, right for the fans. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the the kids. No, the no, staff no. You're, school, you're you're but.
1: absolutely right. I think that's that's one thing that has been um, wanted in the city of Camden for yeah. oh so long. I mean, Camden High School, all of the um, the accolades that they do have with basketball. You know, the band being really good. Mm-hmm you know, sending guys to college uh, from through sports and, and and even, you know, through the academic program that they do have there with the medical arts, creative arts. The one thing that has been missing is a, a football championship. Yep. You know, a couple years they had the uh, opportunity to get there. I think that was Brad Hawkins' senior year when he faced Delcy. Um, people were – I mean, you looked at the stands that day. They were out to see Cam High, High win that. So – I don't know if there there would be a better script for Coach Henson, right, to come back to you to you, to the school that you went to, played for. You wore number thirteen. Um, I wore number thirteen too. So uh, to 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 come back and, and win where you're from the first year, and to change that program around, and to do it in the way that he's been able to do it that would be that would be huge and and, and when i say ch- change the program around i don't mean that the last regime was bad or anything i'm just talking about this in terms of coming in being able to get one right so i'm talking about that part of it
0: well don't forget the kids on that team that played last year didn't play in the playoffs
1: right because they were because disqualified they, right. due, to, yep. due
0: to the fight against plusville so um
1: and while you said Pleasantville, you got to give them a huge shout out too. for, yeah. for turning things around.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, Coach Timberlake's doing a great job, so I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be uh, a lot of big storylines in this playoffs, and that—that that could be one of them. And and in the second round, Mac always says, you know, we don't like looking ahead. Coaches don't like when I look <laughs> ahead, but I look at the bracket, and I do think about that because right. I got to think well where could we possibly where be next we week be? I mean you look you could have Haddonfield and West Defford in the second round um, you could have Paulsboro and Woodstown in the second round you could have uh, Hamilton and Shawnee in the second round you know you could have Pensauk and mainland in the second round you could have Timber Creek Camden in the second I mean you could have Delsey Camden east side in the second round like all right Kingsway, Cherokee. Now you, man. now that's that's a six, seven potential second round games. How good are these playoffs going to be? I mean, they're going to be epic. This is what it's all about, bro. I can't man. wait.
1: You have no idea what that weekend would be if if that holds true to what we're looking at. That is a huge weekend yeah. because because they're all right here. They're all yep. close to us. So somehow, some way we have some type of, uh, friendship, partnership. Uh, we know them, you know, we, we've, we've grown up watching these teams. So yeah, it will make for great
0: football. It would. We're excited. We're going to preview everything in depth on Wednesday night at 7 PM right here, wherever you're watching this show. Uh, if you're listening, just search the South Jersey football frenzy show on Spotify or Apple to find the recent podcast audio versions. Um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. It is a great day here, but hopefully it's nothing but sunshine um, on the Philadelphia Phillies today. Um, Seneca Highland, another great matchup. You. you
1: you know you you brought something up, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to go back to the 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 well, I don't hate to it, but let's go back. The Camden possibly playing Timber Creek, right? Yeah. How about Camden possibly playing Cedar Creek? Do we forget what that matchup was?
0: Yeah, it was a championship game as well.
1: Come, I mean, you you can't script this. Either way you go. I mean, of course, for the people down here, the Timber Creek Camden would be the biggest. But we cannot forget the history between Camden High School and Cedar Creek as well. I just needed to throw yeah, that out. Well,
0: even a step further, Rod, the number one and two teams the last few weeks for us have been Delcy and Camden. Right. Neither have lost in the state. And, you know, I remember Delsey ending Rob Hinson's win streak at Timber Creek uh, we, we, in, the, in the championship game at – or in the semifinal at Timber Creek. I mean, so Delsey's another team. If you if you say if Delsey plays Camden, you know, they had some classics too, Delsey and Timber Creek. Um,
1: we're we not bringing that up. We're not bringing up Aiden Borgette rush, rushing for 300-plus yards. We're not forgetting – the. you know, we're not going to bring up the punt That we didn't, that that hit off the player's leg. Uh, Listen, you're bringing
0: back Mason Maxwell. There's more (laughs) Maxwells to come on this. uh, We're not bringing that up. Zach Maxwell interception to clinch the (laughs) game on Friday night. Come on. There's more Maxwells. There's always (laughs) Maxwell. As I said, if Delcy doesn't have a Klaus, and and, I mean, if uh, Delcy doesn't have a Maxwell and Haddonfield doesn't have a Klaus, the game is not officially. uh, Come on. Not official
1: in the book. Those are nightmares, man.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see. It'll be a it'll be a uh it'll be an interesting game and I mean not an interesting game, it'd be an e- interesting weekend of games. Appreciate everybody tuning in. The Eagles are off this week. Back at it next week, one o'clock on Sunday at home against Pittsburgh. Phillies this afternoon, early afternoon, looking to clinch. Zach Wheeler on a bump. Bryce Harper, superstar, superstar, superstar. A lot of playoff action to cover on Wednesday. Be sure to tune in. Until then, guys, get ready, bundle up. Go Phillies. Thanks for watching my Hats Off podcast. Thank you to Rod Self, Studio B, D2 Sports Network for putting us on, and Sully, Glory Days Magazine, as well as South Jersey Elite Realty Group who sponsors the show. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck. Mark Tribble and Rod Self, have a good day.